Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, you got like uh, ten yeah. seconds. Yeah, if you don't hear that beat and just. So when the beat hits, that's when I start. You don't got to instantly. You got to. You you can you can listen to it for a little bit. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Like you ain't got to just jump on it. It's a total of sixty seconds though. Okay, okay. Hey, you just got to when you feel it. You know what I'm saying. Hey, hey, if you need some help, all all you got to do is throw that finger. Look, you don't need no help. Okay. Great in the building. He feeling it. He rocking. Let me let me chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I am your favorite DJ, LJ of the East Bay, and we about to kick it real, real live. We got uh, two dudes and a chick, and I got my girl, Glodine, with me. We about to talk about a couple of subjects here tonight, and we gonna lay it down, and we gonna lay it down real right. So I want you to kick back, relax, buckle up real tight, because I am gonna take you for a ride, and I'm gonna give it up to my boy over there, my nephew, Brandon. What you got to say to me, boy? Uh, that's what I gotta say. It's Brandon J on the microphone. Telling something straight, leave me alone. It's two dudes and one chicken, we got great. And we gonna do this and we do it from the bank. Ah, ah, we just chilling, mm-hmm. kicking back, getting a special feeling. We with the fam and we just kicking back two dudes, one chicken. We ain't tired, we don't nap, we keep going. All right. Well, I'm not playing. Listen to what I'm saying. The world goes on, is not delaying. You're hanging out, you get run over. Don't be looking for your four leaf clover. Uh-uh. Colors, cars, designer logos. You think about it, how far do you got to go? Uh, pretty soon you're going to get your feel. So let me tell you now about the real deal. Your mind controls your destination. Okay. A new image in your imagination, huh. not by muscles, nor by might, by Woo! your mind. <laughs> and you do it right. Success, yes, your brain brought it. Okay. You listen up while your teachers taught it. Be the boss, set the pace. Your mind is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I need to retire you for now. Hey. <laughs> Hey! Yeah, yeah. Not come on your show yeah. and kill it. Hey, not hey, hey! I'm gonna tell you about this man in a minute. I'm gonna tell you about this man in a minute. It, yeah, it, it's gonna, it's it's suspected. You, All right, you know what I'm saying? It's suspected and respected. So All right. Once, All right. Once, once I tell y'all, but um, thank y'all for tuning in. It's your boy Priest D, aka Double S Rider, Slim and Sexy, aka Double S C D, Slim Sexy Celine Dion. You know what I mean? Sorry to keep y'all waiting. Also, we got the short version today. Yeah, you got the short version. Okay. Sorry, keep out waiting. I'm going to go ahead and pass it over. This Dr. IJ. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Tiff. Isn't it funny? Because when he does his introduction, it makes us just want to be like, What's up? This is Tiff. Like, yeah. it just makes one to just shorten I never it. Know. Uh-huh. Just, just jump in when you want to. He did in. a special IG post where he gave like 15 names earlier this week. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect nah, it's no all more. good. And um, there's extra voices that you hear, and we got a very special guest, man. And you probably heard his name a couple of times on this podcast about me growing up. My uncle LJ, the man I wanted to be like. Yeah. The dude. The dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dude I asked, how can I be like him? How can I move like him? How can I groove like him? So, of course, that rap that he dropped, it's not surprising that he blew me out the water. It's expected. You know what I mean? It's my dude. Uncle Lawrence, a.k.a. Great. Great. And, and next to him, he got his lovely wife, Auntie Gloria, in the building. And they're going to sit back and talk about AKA this book. A.k.a. Glow Dean. 
Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, one superstar in the house is enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> what 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 book is it again, man? Uh, Instant Millionaire. Oh, okay, I just want to make sure I read the right book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I'm not reading the wrong <laughs> book. It's the right one. So, um, what's up? How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm honored to be here. Was it expected? Y'all didn't, y'all didn't know it was going to be all these mics and everything? Uh, uh, this big time. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. If, if, it, if it gets any bigger, I don't know what I'm going to do with Uncle Lawrence. <laughs> no, no, no. But my wife is big time. <laughs> big time. All uh, right. We're here to talk about this instant million book that we told y'all about. Um, we read as a family. Auntie, talk about. Um, Wait, hold on real quick before we get to Auntie. I just want to thank the both of y'all because y'all gave that that beautiful speech. First day of the year, I had an opportunity to be here, and I told them, I was like, I got to read the book now. Like, y'all inspired me to read the book. So when we went to Seattle, Bia tell you, I read the book. In two days. Like, in two days. Like, I I, I wrote it, I I read it on the way up and on the way back. And they making fun of me because they doing touristy sightseeing, and I'm in the car like, nah, I got to get this instant millionaire in me. Okay. He's trying to, like, he's trying to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he put, he I was don't mad. know that's really hey, how it that, went, but it sounds, it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds good for the moment. He was mad. Look, we, we took a trip to Seattle. We drove up there, and on the way back, he was ready to go. But and me and the other boys, we was doing, like, touristy stuff. Okay. Like, on the we went way to back. the uh, first Starbucks, went to the gum wall, went to yeah. uh, Portland to go get some um, – voodoo donuts mm. and he was mad the whole time because he like we should be on the road mm. so during that mad time he was having a temper tantrum and his and feelings he, <laughs> I don't want to say it was a temper tantrum well, it, it was an inside temper okay. tantrum what like, matters and, is and I read the book right there right? <laughs> you go <laughs> that's and all that matters and then uncle we'd be like you ain't trying to get out and see no I'm just reading like, <laughs> he, he was calm man I'm just I'm just reading you guys go ahead and do what you're gonna do well I appreciate you read that man yeah I read it Threw man it I down. loved it okay. I loved it Right on. Yeah, before before we got into it, do we got anything you want to get into for uh, your segment? I think we can just dive in. All right, let's dive in. And so you want to um, talk about how we got introduced to this book? So January 1st is my birthday, and this January 1st, 2019, I turned a wonderful 56 years old, 56 in a bullet. I'm loving 56. <laughs> And we have a family tradition where we have, it's called the annual Big Breakfast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It's turned out to be a beautiful tradition in our family. We come together, young and old alike, aunties, uncles, cousins. Some years we have a huge crowd. Some years we have a moderate crowd. Sometimes the crowd is a little small, but we have been on point to keep this family tradition going. So for that, I want to give our family a round of applause. Clap, 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 clap. So this year, after we had our eating, and I have to tell you, the food is always amazing. The food was Hello. <laughs> uh, the this year, I decided, you know what? What are we gonna do this year? I since I turned 50, I always give away gifts on my birthday. And I was looking at this book and I said, oh, this would be a good big book for Brandon to read. So initially I got the book just for Brandon. And I said, well, you know what? When we get together for 
the big breakfast, when we have our little family circle time, I'm going to introduce this book and uh, then I'm going to give it to Brandon. We actually started reading it in 1995. That's when Great and I first read the book in 1995. So go ahead. Why did we start reading it in 1995? We want to be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, so it did, it, it's taken us more than six years, like it did the guy in the book. <laughs> however, however, we are we are we are on Two years our away. way. Yes, maybe less than that. Like yeah. 2019, like things things are are happening. I don't the the book reading it again really re inspired me, and my biggest takeaway was. Uh, in order for things to change in our lives, we have to change our mindset. If you don't get your mind changed, you know what? Nothing's going to change. So uh, that was my, my, my biggest takeaway. I'm not sure how many families uh, committed to reading it. Um, about six or seven of us, and we're going to be having a get-together so we can all come around and discuss what our takeaways were. But for me... Reading that book, I was really re-inspired. And like I said, it's all about changing our minds. And if our mindsets are not changed, how are we going to impart something different to our children so that they can have a different experience? Because I believe poverty and lack is a mindset. And I believe that it's the change of mind that brings a change of action so that we can have a different experience when it comes to uh, wealth versus poverty. Uh, having just enough versus more than enough. And uh, that was one of the things I saw in the book, how in the beginning, the young man, he, he struggled even to just write down on paper, even if it was going to take him. He said, just write it down. He couldn't even come up with a figure because he was so stuck in his old mindset go to work, come home, even if you're going to work and you don't like the work that you're doing and it's miserable. And somebody just asked you that, wow, if, if you had all the money you wanted in the world, write that figure down on a piece of paper. And he was just totally intimidated by that. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, telling Brandon, so after I wrote the book, uh, I mean, wrote the book, after I read the book, <laughs> Um, you know, the, the, the thing that was, that I think was bothering me through the first half of the book was kind of this, uh, emphasis on self and a lack of emphasis on God. Then in the second half of the book, I think that's when he began to weave some of those kingdom principles into the book. And, and so I was telling B, I wrote down, I actually went home, wrote down in my journal, my goals for 2019. And then in the margins, I wrote down the one scripture where he talks about be still, I am God. And then in the other margin, I wrote down uh, the scripture uh, where he talks about write the vision, make it plain, right? Okay. Just that, and uh, just that idea of, of inter intertwining the biblical principles with what the book is telling you, right? Because the book doesn't go against biblical principles, but it, it is a way I thought of, of getting you to understand that you're limiting yourself like unintentionally. That. You know what I mean? I like that. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I wrote the book <laughs> the whole time. The whole time Tiff was reading it. I can't attest to that. She was looking at me like, 
because a lot <laughs> it's of already how you moving. They go by in the book, and you know what's crazy? Um, I was chilling with Dane. Me and him was working out, and we were just talking about just our life and just period, and how I need to get in the word more, and just just talking, just fellowship. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "B, he was like, I'm telling you, what's crazy is he was like, just how you move. He was like, you got. He was like, I know you're not in your word like you need to be. He was like, but you got a lot of godly principles and how you move and how you think. He was like, all you need to do is just trump that with God, and it's a wrap. He was like, cause just high, he was like, a lot of things that you're not in position to be, you just see yourself there, and then you just find a way to make it happen. And he was like, and, and you don't tell yourself no to what you want to do. He was just bringing up a lot of situations. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. He just, he's just trying to gas me up, but all right, yeah, yeah. And then I read this book. And then the conversations that me and Tiff have based off of how I move and what I be telling her, because she'd be like, that's just you. Like, you just think different or you just do different. I'm not you. And I'd be like, Tiff, just do it. Like, just, I, and you know what's crazy? She just put a quote. I said, I told her this before we read it. And that's why she started laughing at me because I was like, Tiff, I was like, the only thing I do is set out to do something that I want to do. And I was like, my goal is to get to the end. Because my pops always told me you got to have a goal and milestones. And for some reason, that just stuck in my head. And I was like, for example, with just fitness journey, I was like, I'm not going to be perfect. But as long as I do better than what I did before, then that's the day before, I said, that's my only goal. And my only focus is to get better and better each day. And I said, and if I fall off, okay. But I'm going to pick it back up and get better than what I did the week before. I said, mm-hmm. it's just an ongoing flow. I was like, my fitness and everything don't happen. This fitness was an example. I was like, my fitness and everything don't happen overnight like you think it is. I put in the work and try to practice on being better each day. Every day in yeah. every way, and then, I'm getting and, better and better. And then that quote came up. And then I was telling her, like, uh, and I said on this podcast a lot of times, I was like, me and the doc talked about it. I was like, based off my grades, I, I was like, you know, this house that I have, the, the family that I have, the car that I have. I feel like my grade-wise, like, see, I pull, I, I pull my uh, report card from Vallejo High. <laughs> and from the ninth grade to my senior year, guess what my GPA was? About the same as mine. <laughs> 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 2.8. Lower. Okay. 1.8 through the right. whole. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> through the whole thing. But, um. I said we had a conversation about this prior, but a teacher was like, you're going to be a loser. You're going to be nobody. And I, and I never felt that way. I was like, one thing I'm not going to be is begging people for money. I'm not going to be a bum. I'm going to have everything I'm going to have. I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I never seen myself not having what I have now. And that's just something that I was telling them about. And then um, that was one of the principles that they was talking about in the book that you gotta see it before it come mm. but the only difference thing that i don't do is write it down that's uh. something that i'm gonna start practicing like i mm-hmm. always see myself where i need to be and i know i'm gonna get there but i don't write it down and put the steps to get there even with my job auntie like my job that i have now mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to have this job i just <laughs> i just was like i need more money how can i get more money and the being in this position right now i'm not gonna i'm capped out it's not, I know what I'm getting every year and I want more. So, um, 
Uncle was like, Uncle always teased me like, you need to finish your bachelor's. Like, he'd come <laughs> around me like, <laughs> you still ain't got that paper, huh? So that, that, that always stuck in my head. And then, you know, just the regular mentality, if you get a bachelor's, you get a better job. And I used to always tell him, I hate school. And then he used to tell me, it's better to cheat, cheat than the repeat. repeat. So, <laughs> so, so, so that was something that stuck to me. All I need is this paper. I don't care how I get it. Kids out there don't cheat. But that, that worked for me. Like, I'm going to figure it out. No, By any means, I'm going to get this paper. It was a lot of cheating and it was a lot of figuring out. But at the end of the day, I got the paper. So I said, I got the paper. Now it's supposed to come a good job, but I still got to put it in work just because I got the paper. And I mean, it's going to fall in my lap. So for um, nine months, no, until I got that for uh, the first six months, I just applied. My, I said, I'm going to make it my job every day to just come to work and just go online and just look for jobs and apply. And I did that for six months and nothing happened. I was getting like little weak little interviews, wasn't getting a job. And a job po- posted up for my job. I applied for it, and they said I don't got the experience because I wasn't a field technician. So I went to a guy that was a manager and asked him, how can I get in this position? to be? I'm qualified on paper, but I don't got the experience. And he was like, the wildest thing I could think of is you just going down there and just volunteering your time. He was like, as much as you can until they take notice. And I was like, dang. But I ain't got nothing to lose. So for... Two months, two, three months straight, I was there every weekend for 10 hours. And then on my off days, I went there for eight hours. So, yeah, I was just putting in work. Hmm. And then, and I was driving from SAC to San Francisco. Wow. So that was a two-hour commute, one way, two and some change. Stay there for 10 hours, drive back for two hours, hoping that they just see that I'm trying to put in work. Word got around that. This kid is doing this on his own time to understand the business and understand what's going on. About two months later, I applied for the job, got three interviews, landed a job. So it just go back to like the principles that I had before I read this book just confirmed that I'm moving in the right way. And it also confirmed what Dame was saying that I need to get in that work. Because right now I'm doing it off my own will and not adding God. So and and, um, and those prayers that you don't know that that went up for you. Your mom's prayers in your life are still working and that's not to take away from your work ethic and who you are. You said something else and this is probably a, a totally another podcast, but man, it. the school the school system, even as you were saying that my my heart school can be as the system as it is right now could be one of the Wow. One of the worst things to work against you, shall I say, because who you are, it doesn't always recognize the gifts within you, the drive within you. And the school says, A, B, C, one, two, three. This is how we do it. And if you don't do it like that, here you have a teacher calling you a failure, this, that, and the other, and not recognizing everything that was within you. But but it's also, I think it's what you're saying, but it also... You got to apply yourself. No, like, I'm I agreeing. never applied myself in and, school. And that's my point. School should be there to help you apply yourself in ways other than just their set way. There are different types of learning styles. There are different types of students. Exactly. And if you're not kind of <clears throat> like that type A, a student, you know, a lot of 
children get um, labeled with behavioral problems and it's not that they, there you go, very early on. So Mm -hmm. uh, kudos to you Mm -hmm. for knowing who you are. Well, let let, let me back up a little bit about the book. Uh, One thing I got out of the book was instant millionaire. We all want to be an instant millionaire, and that means you have money and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I talk to people every day. I'm a financial advisor, and and we talk a lot about wealth. When you think about wealth, you think about people, stocks, bonds, cash, and all that stuff, and guess what? That is part of your wealth. That's one dimension of wealth. But the next dimension of wealth is, think about this, your health is your wealth. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have $3 million and be laid up, can't do nothing. Your health is your wealth. Another dimension is your relationships are your wealth, your friends. Some people don't have friends. Your friends, the stories that you tell to your kids that you pass on from generation to generation, that's not money, that's part of wealth though. That might be something that prevent one of your children from falling into this hole because you told them that story. See, I'm a storyteller and I'm always telling stories to my kids and telling stories. So, so wealth is bigger than that one dimension that we're just mm-hmm. talking about cash, man. It's, it's bigger than that. Going back to one thing you said, Brandon, what was your grade point average? Mine was like, let, 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 look, I have a BA in accounting, I have an MBA in finance. But going back to the beginning, the highest grade ever made in math in high school was a D plus. <laughs> so, so w- 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 I'm gonna take a moment here, mm-hmm. and y'all cut me off when you need to. Nah, that's all we. Hey, this, okay. yeah, this, this is what time. we do. We just talk. Okay, so <laughs> I believe sometimes God is working in the background, and you don't know He's working in the background, and He's giving me the opportunity to go back all the way to the sixth grade to to follow my track through time. Mm-hmm. In the sixth grade, my mother wanted me to be the best piano player in the world, and I was on my way there. Until my cousin, Larry, 11 days older than me, he's my next door neighbor, he said playing the piano was for sissies. (laughs) And you know what? He told me I need to be out in the streets running with him playing ball. And guess what? I did that. Ended up getting an athletic scholarship, though. So coming through high school. What, what, high, what, what college? I went to Texas Christian University. Oh, full ride, huh? Full ride. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. I just, <laughs> I, I, just want, I just wanted to stun on somebody real quick. But, but, I, you but, know what I'm saying? I didn't want to leave that out. <laughs> but see, the story going to get better than that. Okay, just a full all right, ride. All right. <laughs> but but in, in high school, um, I didn't know I, was, I had some intellectual abilities. I was a good athlete. And uh, the, the tough part, me and your dad and my cousin, I – Think about this. I played football. I was a good athlete. We had a job. We worked from 1030 at night to 1 o'clock in the morning, from the 6th wow. grade all the way to the 11th from grade. The six to the, from well, the 6th to the – What was y'all doing? We was cleaning up this, this uh, restaurant. <laughs> look, look, 1030 at night to 1 o'clock in the morning. So I'm an athlete. I'm working. I'm a man. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I ain't taking nothing away from you. <laughs> Look, look. You got something to complain about in the fifth grade. I'm just tired. We were making $35 cash every week. Was that good money? When my son did a, uh, he said, okay, $35, let us inflate that all the way to today. Mm -hmm. It was almost like $200 per week. So, look, our parents weren't paying no clothes, no nothing. We was doing everything on our own. So, Mm -hmm. guess what? Something was had to give there. So, it was my education. Now, here's the deal. My, my you did that from sixth grade to what? To eleventh grade. Yeah. Till your mama got us fired in eleventh grade. 
Okay. 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 Look, that's another story. But she's, we was making $125 a week for 10 years. She said, I ain't putting up with this no more. We quit today. And I'm like, wait, hold up, me and Larry, we didn't quit. Uh, but we tried to get the job back, but he, we didn't get it back. But, it, but anyway, so in, in, in high school, my dad used to say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Be a professional athlete. But what are you going to do? I'm telling you, I'm going to be a professional athlete. Now, uh, before that, my, my counselor told me, he said, if you don't, this senior year, he said, if you don't get an A in art history, which is going to average to a C, you ain't graduating. And my father was a Marine. I wasn't going to be the first one not to graduate. Yeah. So anyway, I had to take this class. And that's when I learned about Monet and Cezanne and Gauguin and Rembrandt. I got my first A besides Jim. <laughs> I still know that to the day. Something almost clicked, but it didn't click. That, hey. Man, you got some skills, ability yeah. up there. And so now God working in behind the scene for me. So, uh, so at, I, I knew I was going to college. I, without a doubt, I knew I was going. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know how I was going to get there or anything. So in high school, we played against Skyline, championship game, spanked their booty, all you Skyline Titans out there. We, we beat them, and at the end of the game, this guy came out of the stands. He said, you, do you want to come to DeAnza Junior College and, for free? So this down there in Cupertino. So I went to junior college for free. I was like, I'm on my way to college. So I went to junior college for a free. We ended up uh, winning the national championship in football. But before that, I went, I'm going to back up just a little bit. My dad said, what do you want to be when you grow up? A football player. What do you want to be? But I got tired of that. I said, I'm going to go through A through Z in encyclopedia, and I'm going to find me a profession. I started in the A's. The first thing I came to was an accountant. I said, Dad, I'll be an accountant. That was the end of it. <laughs> that was the end of it. He, he, he never asked me again in life, what do you want to be? I said, I'm going to be an accountant. Never heard of it in my life. That's the first thing he came to. I said, cool, I'll do that. So I, I go to the junior college, very first day. Went straight to my major. Didn't talk to no counselor, nothing. Class was so hard, I had to drop it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> the next quarter, I took it again. I got a D plus. Next quarter, I took it. This beginning course, I right. took it again. I got a C. Hey. Then I'm out by the swimming pool working on my suntan. This guy from TCU <laughs> after the championship, he said, you too, do you want to come to TCU? And uh, they flew us there. They wind us, dined us, showed us yeah, these girls yeah, yeah. and all this other stuff. That's another. Every guy had that one to glory. Go. <laughs> oh, no, I know the story. Oh, okay. Like, I know the story. I know. <laughs> so, 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 so. We, we signed right away. We, it would have been nice if we had somebody to say, hold up. They the first person to show up. We won national championship. Hold up. We could have went to, me and my buddy went together. We could have went to Tracy Phil, y'all. We could have went to almost any Pac-8 school at the time. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't know? We know. This first person, look. Yeah, I, the first person said, you want to go. I didn't even first know I was up. going to get no university scholarship. But y'all didn't know y'all was that good to get, go or... Brandon, I'm not really. I'm a, I'm working on my suntan. <laughs> I'm at the pool, and they busted out of there saying, "You two tonight, we going to TCU. We are gonna fly you guys down there. You want to come?" And hey, they punked y'all into a scholarship. <laughs> not, they didn't punk y'all. Took advantage of that ignorance. These Oakland kids, these little East Oakland kids, I'm like, no, no, they doing what they were supposed to do. Yeah, true. So, so anyway, they got me there. So I get to TCU, and guess what I do? Take that beginning accounting course. 
took it all over again. Yeah. By that time, I had taught myself how to study. I made a B in that, that course. So, so look at this now. I played for two years after, because I played two years in junior college. I played two years at the university. Now, when I got there, this lady named Dr. Dominiac, she'll come up again later. She was a white lady. Uh, she said, I'm going to teach this boy the language of business. You got to understand, I'm the only black guy in the whole of the county department. Mm-hmm. I don't have nobody to look like me to hang out with me. I ain't have nobody really to study with me, but I, I, I met some white people. So anyway, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Caucasian. <people>. Okay. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> That's all good. It's we speak your language. Okay. Okay. So, you so code switch on here. <laughs> I'll give me the six second delay. But anyway, I uh, I get I, I get through playing for football. Think about this now. I basically start college over. They give you a free year after you play two years. Mm-hmm. So after my free year, I didn't have enough credits to graduate. Don't y'all put this out in the public. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so after my third year there, I went to the uh, athletic director and I showed him my grades. I was making A's and B's. He got me confused with all the other black guys. He said, Dark Garnet, you get another year. <laughs> Gave me a free year. Look, back then it was almost 25, 30,000 for everything. This is yeah. private school. Yeah. So they gave me that free year. After that, I still didn't have enough credits to graduate. I said, well, Here's my grades. I'm making good grades. They got me confused with all the other black guys. They gave me another for a year. Dang. Look, I've been there three years. They gave me two wow. more. Yeah, that's a big wow. Hold, hold up, that. hold up. <laughs> hold up. I didn't been there five, my five years. I went back one last time. <laughs> Why not? I said, I got to graduate. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I went in there. I said, I need another year. He said, doggone it with grades like that. You get another year. <laughs> they gave me another year and I graduated. Yeah. So, so, so that you got six I got paid, fully ride, 100% wow. everything. Everything. So, so I, five and a half years. Right, 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 right. Because I had to start all over from square zero. Yeah. So I graduated. Now, everybody that graduated from the accounting department, if you got a second interview with the big eight accounting firms, Got a job. I was the only one that didn't get a job. Mm. Now, I, to this day, I don't say it was discrimination or whatever. Uh, I would have been the first black auditor in Fort Worth at the time. Or maybe I wasn't ready. But God is in the background working. He, he's still working. Now, when I did graduate, I became the first football player to graduate from their accounting department since 1873. Wow. So I, I was, I was, yeah. and so I met Gloria while I was there, my wife. Now she can tell you, I was putting in 12, 15 hours a day in the library. Cause I told my dad what? I was gonna be in the county. <laughs> I was putting in the time. I didn't know how I was gonna get through this, but I was getting through it, whatever I was gonna have to do. So anyway, I, I, uh, I graduated from the, the program, came back to California, got a job. Then guess what? Dr. Dominiac called me. The white, she's a white lady. Mm-hmm. His accounting professor. Accounting professor. She had been there 36 years before I even got to TCU. So she called me one day. She said, Lawrence, this Dr. Minnie, give me a call. So I called her back. She said, Lawrence, I'm calling you because uh, I'm leaving half of everything I own to you. What? Look, 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 no, I'm all- No, come on now. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> Tell your story. So, 
I'm on the phone. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm the black guy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I ain't that Lord. <laughs> Did you get a switched up like the people that give me scholarships? You got the right black guy, right? <laughs> so, so anyway, um, she flew to California, took me and Gloria out to dinner. With her 90 something year old mom. With her 90. Wow. Mm-hmm. They took us out to dinner and uh, told us about everything. Never gave us a copy of the will. Mm. So this was back in 1990. 98. 98. In the 90s. So anyway, uh, fast forward to last year, she died. And so it was funny. They called me down uh, to the funeral. She didn't have no family? She don't have no kids. No real immediate family, like cousins. Mm. Right, like that, right. Yeah. How, how did, I mean, I, I don't want to Wait, 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 bro. You, okay. let, let, him, <laughs> let him tell the story. Save your questions. Look, I'm, in this, in I'm in this like a movie right now. <laughs> can't be pressing pause on the movie. <laughs> All right, my bad, my bad. I apologize. I'm known, right now. I'm known for that. Hey, you picked up on they said we didn't get a copy of the wheel, man. That means something, that means something coming, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I continue, continue, brother. All right, see now y'all got me sweating. <laughs> All right, so 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 we fast forward twenty years later or whatever wherever we are today. So so they call me to the funeral. You gotta understand the other side of the family don't even know I'm alive. They they don't know nothing. They don't know nothing about the will either, except me and Gloria, we know. And so uh so they they take me to the funeral. And they put me in the front front row. Wow. They said, we want to hear nobody speak but you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you going to do the eulogy right now. Damn, you didn't know? You just walked in? <laughs> no. They, you going to do the eulogy. Now, it, it ain't that tough because... In my mind, and I have some notes. I've been writing a book of when destiny meets Dominiac. Mm. When my destiny, my destiny ran into this woman, mm-hmm. lady thirty years older than me, whatever. My destiny ran in. So I got up. I did the eulogy. All I had to do was tell her our story, me and her story. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't like I had to pull up something out of you know. Already had it in me. Yeah. I just didn't know what was about to come out. Yeah. So I told the story. The family fell in love with me and blah, 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 blah. So after the funeral, I guess everybody rushed to the house. Yeah. Get the wheel. I came home because I felt like, well, I guess she really didn't leave me nothing. <laughs> nobody said, hey, I need and, you to come and, by. And nobody <laughs> said, you, you got the house. <laughs> no, no. So, so none of that came happen. So, so, and, and I'm thinking, you, I'm talking about 20 million years, how God is working in the background. Yeah. Look, I'm from the streets of Oakland. Yeah. I had a gift. Didn't know I had a gift that was going to take me to Texas Christian University. Um, I, I learned that I had ability. I can study. Uh, I never took notes in college at all. I can't take notes. But if it's in the book, I can get it. And I can I can have I can see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'm going through all of this stuff. I, I met the most beautiful woman in the world. And that was that, that was. <laughs> That's our Domino's Pizza story. That's another story, but it was a miracle. You might have to get in that, but go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, back to the the teacher. So uh, I came home. I was like, well, I guess she didn't really leave me nothing until uh, I get a phone call from her cousin, who was supposed to be the other person. 
Um, she said, did you know anything about a will? I was like, yeah, she left me 50%, left you 50%. That ain't what really happened. So I ain't getting no 50% of it. Uh-huh. I, got, I got a portion, but her cousin got maybe 5% or whatever. You know, she donated to a bunch of schools and everywhere else. Um, so then we get a, a, a call from later. I got a text early in the morning. And it was from the lawyer. He was telling us uh, this lady had some money. Uh, and uh, he kind of gave us a glimpse of what may be happening pretty soon. But anyway, I say all this to say this, just that you don't know how God is going to place wealth in your hand and what you're going to do with it and what you're supposed to do with it. And uh, it's, it's just been an interesting ride. All the challenges that we've been through and all the good things that we've been through. And it, it brought me back to that book just to say, well, you know what? I'm not here just for, 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 for money. You know, uh, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. And uh, I, I don't want to go into a whole much more detail. I'm going to let you guys ask some questions if you want to. But I, I know B got a question, but I just got a, a quick comment. And my comment didn't change as you were telling your story. The first thing I was thinking of was, when I finished the book, I said to myself, this is not a book about how to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It has okay. the title instant millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you read that book, mm-hmm. learned wanting to learn how to, it gives you a fine, it gives you a, a, a numerical calculation of how you can become one. Right. That really only takes up a quarter of the page. Thank you. And, and if that's what you want, you can go straight to that page. You can get it. You can apply that principle to your life. And you good, right? But when you read the totality, the 99.9% of the book is not about how to be a millionaire. Yeah. It's, it's all about mindset. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I that I that I was thinking of was as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. Uh-huh. And so the fact that you you it don't matter how you got it into your head, right? Just when you got on accounting, on accountant, mm-hmm. and you begin to think of yourself. As an accountant, mm-hmm. then your determination and your perseverance on your journey to get to that point, right? Nobody was going to be able to dissuade you. That D, that first D you got wasn't going to be able to dissuade you from being an accountant because it was already in your head. You were already thinking in wow. those terms. You that know was, what I mean? That was encouragement. Exactly. And so it was just like, okay, well, I'm going to keep on going because this is this is this is what I have already and B and I was talking about this earlier like once you get the vision in your head a lot of people I think try to live it before they have the vision okay but once you get the vision then it becomes easier to live it because you have that additional motivation like oh no no this is not what I see and I'm going to keep moving until I I'm actually living what it is that I'm seeing in my head Otherwise, my my uncle used to always tell me, if you ain't got a destination, anywhere will work. Hello. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, and, and, if you shoot that nothing, you hit it every time. Exactly. And a lot of people, <laughs> I think, really live their lives in that way. Is they they they're shooting at nothing, but expecting to hit something, and get upset when when they get don't. Upset and frustrated. When and it's you not happening. and you really ask them, like the millionaire, you really ask, them, well, what is you trying to shoot? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm just hoping a bird just happened to fly in the way of one of my bullets, you know, and it'd be like, it don't work that way. Oh, like, right. like life. So he was saying in the book about how people complain 
about the position they're in, but they're not willing to take the steps to change it. And if you don't take the steps to change it, it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. You're just going right. to still stay in the same place. Right. And do y'all feel like it's people that, that have the vision, but uh, you probably touched on it, but um, had a vision and live the vision without putting in the work to get to where they want to be? Like, like if, for example, if I want to be a rapper and I live like a rapper, do rapper things, but I'm not putting in the work to like perfect my lyrics, perfect my rhymes or getting good beats and doing all that. I'm just I, I, living I, a rapper I, lifestyle. I think but, some people got gifts. Some you, people you, are you, lucky. You can't teach gifts. I mean, uh, some people just got it. I mean... I saw from an athletic point of view, there's some people who just will never be good enough to make it to the pros because they don't have that gift. But that's what I'm saying. Like people that have the vision of what they want to be, but neither not putting in the work the right way or they don't really see it and want to live it. Like the people that had a vision but fail. What do you think about those people? Oh, so man, like, and I might be completely wrong on this. Um, but, uh, the the church that I'm starting to attend, um, the pastor said a couple Sundays ago, like you trying to develop gifts that you don't have. That's what I'm saying. So right. That, so, but but they had a vision to see what they want to be. And so, my response to that would be that's to me is where your spirituality comes in, because because the spirit of discernment is something that you need in order to be able to figure out. What are the gifts and talents that I've been given to to do right? Because I could want to be a singer, but can't but, sing. But if I don't have that gift, you know what I mean. So I waste all my energy. But you could be a key sweat. You're missing his point. No, I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, that's just how I feel. Like I just feel like, like part of part of this whole journey in life is trying to figure out what are the gifts and skills that you have and then pairing that with the vision. Uh, Well, I don't know if I was gifted to be an accountant. Okay. I feel like I blue collared my way into that world. So so you are what I'm saying. Like you feel like you wasn't gifted to be an accountant, but since you say you're going to be one, you've seen the vision, you follow like, you seen opportunities and jumped on them to become. But an I feel accountant. like an accountant is something that can be taught. I, I don't think so. Uh, I can't be no an accountant. Yes, you can. Everybody can't handle I'm numbers. Saying, I, I what I'm saying is, accountant. I feel there's tools that can teach someone to be an accountant. Okay. Whereas a singer, either you can sing or you can't. No, you got okay. tools. You so, tools to teach you how to hold your breath, sing, and everything. That don't mean it's gonna sound right. Okay. But but accounting was accounting was my gift. I found it. I, I I'm a I'm gonna push back By on the that. Grace of God. Okay, I'm gonna push back on that in a second. But I, I want Auntie to. No, I'm, I'm I'm I was just gonna use uh, Lawrence's uh, example. One of the things that we don't realize, and I, I'm a praying woman. I don't care, I don't care what my kids say. Things that they think that may have come easy for them. Some of the things I live on my knees for my kids. His mama was a praying woman, and especially as 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 black men, I believe in the power of prayer for the fact of the things that are already there to be yours to possess. That that is their focus. I don't think that uh, I don't think that Lawrence just haphazardly found accounting, or that it, or that it found him. Now, for him, 
when you go back and you hear the story, you can just so clearly see the tapestry of God's hand uh, throughout it. So I don't know if that directly um, answers your question, because when I decided to go to college, I remember I want to be a nurse or I want to do I want to be a teacher. Do I want to be a nurse or do I want to be a teacher? And literally, as I was in the line to sign up, I flipped a coin. I said, heads is this, tails is that. And it ended up being nursing. And so I started school, junior college, to be a nurse after the first semester. Then I found out to apply for nursing school. It was lottery style. I was bummed. A thousand people applied for only 50 positions. I don't care. We all could have had straight A's. When your name goes into the lottery, it's your the name luck goes of the draw. In, and guess what? And I didn't get chosen. And I remember being so upset. And uh, somebody said, well, why don't you do respiratory therapy? I'm thinking, what is that? Never heard of it before in my life. I did a little research. And uh, I decided since all those classes I had taken, respiratory therapy, they lined up. And that was that. It, it, it was just kind of, but I still believe it was God orchestrating my steps, even when I didn't have a full awareness of that. So, uh yeah, I don't know if that totally answered your question, but I do believe that certain people have a certain aptitude uh, for things. And I, I just think I believe that all of us that if as I believe that God is our creator. So our creator has a design and he knows what it is that he makes his design for, even if you don't know. But I believe that that discovery, that ability to discover what it is that you've been created to do, I believe that it is within you. And even if you make some detours along the way, that those detours don't deter you from um, necessarily getting on the right track to be who you already are. You know, it's crazy. While you were saying your story, I was thinking about... Um I went to school to become a computer, computer program because of Joey. I seen Joey with a nice car. He told me to go to school for computer program. And I said, all right, cool. So I went the whole time to, for computer programming, got a job, and was like, I'll go back to school later. Like, you know what I'm saying? I put, put school on the back burner. I'm making, you know, good money for my age. And then uh, when I went back to school, uncle, everybody getting on me, and I was like, I want a better job. I went back to school. I was like, I, I literally only had 12 units, like nine units to finish. They and already gave you a degree, though. Nah, they didn't. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, 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 I felt like they did. I, I had like. They gave him an IOU. Hey, they, 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 like, they was like, <laughs> man, come back and take these three classes and you're okay. done. I was like, basically, I felt like I was done. Cause I got a good job. They I'm let like, you walk. I'm like, they let me. Yeah, they, yeah, they, let, yeah, you they walk. let me walk. That's yeah, what it was. They let me walk. So I walk, and then uh, <laughs> I walk, and <laughs> I walk, and Uncle's like, "You ain't going back. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't going back." So I walk, and then um, I got a good job. And when I um started applying for jobs, I was like, oh, "I said, let me get a finish this degree so I get a good job." But um, when I went back to school, I said, "Hey, look, I only need like nine units. Those nine units." <laughs> turned into like 30 something because the whole academic and everything I learned didn't count this didn't count this didn't do this and I was like look man I'm just trying to finish school and get a BA what what degree can I get to just 
knock out a couple classes. I don't even care at this point. It was like, well, based off what you pick, business management. And I was like, all right, cool. How many classes I got to take? There's like three. I'm like, all right, perfect. Give me, give me a degree, transfer everything to business management, cool. And the job I got is business technical management. Wow. And everybody said, like, everybody be like, you're a good leader. You need to get into business. You need to get in that. It just kind of reminded me, auntie said, just lined up even when you're not even paying attention to it. I feel like, do you feel like all paths, no matter what, you're going to get to your destiny? You're going to get to where you're supposed to be? I believe so. Um, I was talking to Dame about that. Did that include like, jail? I believe so. Sometimes it's because look, look at Dame. Look, this this what this what he said. Look like, at Dame. Look, like if when you when you include jail. This 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 is one of the best way he put it so I can understand. He was like, when you doing it yourself, you're gonna get. He's like, you have you God built you to do something. When you do it yourself, he said like GPS. You lining up. You going straight. You can follow God way, and then some. And most and you you'll lead to where you need to go. But when you do it your way, you're gonna get detour it's gonna be like you know god gonna tell you go straight you're like let me see what's going on over here left recalculating so you know what i'm saying you you turn to left you got you wasn't supposed to go left but you got free will to do what you want to do so you went left okay and when you went left you ran into this you ran into that and just an ongoing thing and then at one point you get right back on track go back to where you're going so you destined to become who you're going to be it's just how long you're going to keep recalculating well yeah. i don't think everybody uh reroutes no, that's what I said. No, if you stick no, with God, I, I, that's I what I said from the beginning. If you stick with God and he, and you going you going for the most part, you gonna go where you need to go. But when you do it on I, your own free will, you are gonna recalculate and yeah. Well, but I say I, I believe that's true for some people. I don't I don't believe everybody reroute. I believe that the the graveyard found some people before they reroute. Oh, that happens too. But yeah, that's okay. part of your reroute. That's part of your rerouting and getting detoured but, from where you need to go. But then that person didn't fulfill their. Destiny. God ordained destiny True. before they. I kind of, I kind of agree with. Saying, uh, you have a destiny, but if absolutely. you, if you get re, if you recalculate and go off the path, you don't know what you're gonna get into. Some people don't make it, and some people okay. get back on track. I agree with that. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That that's the way. I, what I was taking from it is, you know, because I, I, you know, we've all been in the car when the car when the GPS has recalculated your route. And sometimes, even when it recalculates, you be like, "I know how to get there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's telling you, you run right in the track. Right, it's telling you bust a U turn right here, and you like, "Nope, I, I'm gonna just I go. Got this. I'm gonna just go up and do that." And and then you find yourself in even more trouble. And I and I and and it is the it is by the grace of God that some of us be like, you know what. I'm tired of running the dead ends, traffics, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. I'm going to now start following the GPS. And then some folks tell they gone, unfortunately. They like, nah, like, I know I got how this. To, mm-hmm. I know how to do this. I'll figure this out. Uh, you know, somebody once said to me, there's two ways you can get wisdom. Uh, you can get it through pain or you can get it through listening to somebody else who's already been there and done that. And, and I think... That's what ends up happening is some of us, we do not want to learn through the advice and the teachings of others. We want to, we, we, we got to experience the pain in order to get there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and when you do that, you gambling, you hoping that I can experience the pain without losing my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know what? 
it hurt. <laughs> but but everybody in this room made that decision too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just think we all would be better off if we'd have listened, but we didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the book, I thought it was, well, what I got from the book too is the power of words Ooh, and that, the example oh, that I like you that. Yeah. Tell them about so, the example. <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> so the young man, he had the young man go back to his room, mm-hmm. close the door, and told him to get the pamphlet in the desk drawer. There wasn't no pamphlet or whatever. And then on the computer that he didn't notice before, what was on it? Your what? Talk prior, like how he was trying to tell him, like. Well, he was just trying to tell him, like, basically, from what I, this is my interpretation, that you can be anything you want to be. And the -hmm. the guy, the young man, just couldn't phantom. He was just limited to Mm -hmm. where he thought he could be. And the old man was trying to get him to broaden his horizon and know that the world is yours. Mm -hmm. It's just for you to take it. Like, whatever you want, you can have. What do you feel you're worth? And the young man just really didn't feel like he was worth much. And so... Let me just get in. I'm gonna hold on. I'm because I don't want you to skip. Right. <laughs> nah, I just want, I just don't want you to miss okay. something that I felt was tight. All right. When he was telling them, uh, <laughs> when he was telling them, like, you gotta you gotta speak it into existence, basically, like, whatever you want to be. I kind of feel like go go go. I don't All know. Right. I think that's what I was talking no, about. You jump right into when you send them in the room. Okay. I just wanted to talk about the prereq before that. All right. When he was telling them, like, you got if you want to be something. <laughs> You got to speak it in. You got to use your words. Speak mm-hmm. it out loud. Say it. Meditate it on. And dude just thought it was really stupid to just. He was like, I don't see how me saying I want to be somewhere, or me saying I want money, even makes sense. Like that I, words. I feel you on words, and it's just saying it like it don't work. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> so then he sent the young man up to his room. <laughs> that, that was good. All right. And then told him to look for this pamphlet. I don't remember verbatim what it said, but basically on the thing it says, you're going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. And the dude started freaking out, <laughs> looked out the window, and was screaming to the man in the garden, hey, help me, help me. And the man was ignoring him, so he thought he couldn't hear. The butler walked out, hey, help me, help me. Nobody was recognizing mm-hmm. or acknowledging him screaming the door was locked like he really thought he was about to die he saw this guy walk up with the jacket and the hat mm-hmm. like the grim reaper like oh my god they're gonna kill me but then he was like but it doesn't make any sense like i haven't done anything wrong i haven't done anything to him why is he gonna do this to me like oh my god i'm gonna die he just all a setup he's been lying to me blah 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 fast forward he hears the door turn the guy with the hat and the jacket it's the old man mm-hmm. and he opens the door and he's like dude like what <laughs> what is going on here like i see this you're gonna kill me and and then the guy the old man was like even though you read those words and the logic part of your brain said it doesn't make any sense but what did he say your imagination took uh, over and you really thought that those words to be true hello hey but the the thing that 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 i that i took away because i love that story too was how easy it is for us uh-huh. to believe the worst yes. about ourselves. Even if it doesn't logically make sense. As opposed to believing the best. Mm-hmm. Right. So somebody tells you you're gonna be great versus you're gonna be in the be a failure. Mm. Like we we tend to gravitate towards mm. that negativity right. more be- than we do towards the positivity. It's easier. Yeah. Just, just talking about it right now. It, 
it kind of like made me think about how you're supposed to pe- speak positivity into your kids. Like you're gonna be something. You're gonna do something. You're gonna be. The you, best. Is you is smart. You, you is special. <laughs> <laughs> you is somebody. Like you have to do that with your kids because the parents that they're like, get your little stupid butt out of here. Get your little. Mm. If you hear that every day, get your little that. bad self. Get your little this. Get your little that. You hearing that every day. You start to believe it. You, you start, start to believe, believe it. Like, I'm only good. For Words bad. are so powerful. Power. That yeah. and it's almost like you gotta gird up your children and the people you love with positive words, because those negative words are more powerful mm-hmm. in a sense. You know what I mean? Like you could get told all day long you're beautiful, you're special, you're smart, all those things, and one person tell you you ugly or you a failure you ain't going and that just devastates you you know what i mean like you'd be like i was getting all this positivity and this one person said something to me and my day ain't been the same since and you'd be like how did that one person you know but but even with you saying that like you gotta let them know like not everybody's gonna feel this way about you not everybody's gonna feel the way i do but you need to know this that you are it's gonna be people out in the world that's gonna think different and try to say different you need to believe. I'm about that. to say, it's not someone that you know no, it. I, 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 but yeah. I mean, it goes know hand that. in hand. But, exactly. But you need to you need to know that when I'm telling you it's true. Know like, and believe it. There you go. Because yeah. that, that, that was my yeah. story. My mom did tell me I was cute. Told me I was pretty. And I'm telling you, and that thing worked. I don't care what anybody says. Can't I nobody can tell you nothing. I t t-shirt. And it's all good. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I believe. And so it's the truth that sets us free. And I actually believe that there is that the truth even transcends positive words. That's mm-hmm. just what I believe. Truth will set you free when you believe it. It's the truth that you know yeah. that will set you free. It's, so it's like the uh, saying, you know, the sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt. That is so such so, a false so statement. So listen to this: sticks and stones will break your bones, but words hurt even worse. That is so true. That's that is the, the truth. truth. Yeah, that yeah. is the that's truth. Because you can break a bone and your bone will heal as if it never happened. But if somebody were to say something to you, that mind. will stick with you forever. Just like when you're meeting somebody, I may not remember your name, but I remember how you made me feel. I remember yeah. like what you said. You know what I'm saying? Like words carry so much weight i I have another way of looking at it too words are good but i I see it this way your actions speak so loudly i could hardly hear a word you say actions speak louder than words right that's so true in every way (laughs) in every form actions speak louder than words because i can tell you all day one thing but if i'm not moving if i'm not doing what i'm saying my words mean nothing there you go I was just going to say, so your thought process and what you believe determine your actions. Just like the young man in the book, he's hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. He's, His imagination has taken over. It has taken over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the way you're like, now, how I made you feel by using the words of thinking you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Now, let's flip that and, and put it in the positive spin. <laughs> yeah. He was like, because sometimes yeah. logic don't line up with your imagination. That's he's right. like, so let's flip this and let's think about let's figure out how we can put this in a positive way now what do you want to be what do you want to do let's talk about yeah. it let's put them mm-hmm. words into action but um another line he said was a problem is only a problem if you make it a problem and i was like that is so true 
that is deep. How, however much, if you have a problem, if you give it so much energy of it being a problem, it's going to continue to be a problem. But for me, if I have a problem, how can I fix this problem? That's right. To move on. So, so, so it's not a problem, problem anymore. Need? What does so, a problem need? So, so I, I see a problem as an opportunity to, for you to be a solution. That's and we problem. get paid for being solutions. That's how I look at it. And that's yeah. how Insta Millionaire B was telling Tiff. Can somebody make a um Did you just say Insta Millionaire B? Yeah, he did. That was good. <laughs> yeah, he did. Hey, 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 real quick. Use your words. Sell that, man. Use your words. Hey, can somebody make a horn noise real quick? <laughs> Boom! Because I didn't want to toot my own horn. But... <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, I had, I had a whole... Auntie, look. Auntie, yeah. real talk. Before, like, a lot, like, I was just bugging reading this book. And, like, the whole time me and Tiff reading together, she was cracking up. Because I had a whole discussion on my, um, on the internet about the power of accent. I was like, uh. I was like, man, and, and they talked about that in the book. Come when, on. Um, so for example. Okay, so this is what happened. You see how that feels? Yeah. No, that was great. I appreciate that. Yeah. You see how I look at it like, go ahead. I don't mind it. Like, I'm like, go. But just because you don't mind it don't mean others okay. don't. Okay, hey, I apologize. <laughs> so, um, the power of accent. I was in a book. Um, he, asked, he asked a young man, so now that I gave you all this game, basically, what do you want to do? with yourself he was like what do you want he was like what do you want to do and dude was like um start i want to start a business i want to start a business okay what do you need to start a business i need at least twenty five thousand. that's like the minimum to get a business he's like okay so where you gonna get twenty five thousand from i don't know he's like think of just one way you can get it he said if i give you an hour to come up with a plan to come up with twenty five thousand, what would you do he's like i honestly can't do it he's like okay where would you go he was like i honestly don't know nobody i can't get a loan I can't ask I nobody. I don't have no, my car is worth nothing. I'm only making like $10, 12 an hour. He was like, okay, well, what would you do? And then he just, the, the millionaire finally gave him, was like, look, man, I didn't told you all this about everything that <laughs> I know about life. And you're standing yeah. in front of a millionaire wow. that's, that's giving you game. And you couldn't think of one thing or one way to get $25,000. And then it clicked to him. And then he, <sighs> Can I can I get twenty five thousand from you? Can I get a loan? But um, it goes back to like I said, the power of action. I'm a firm believer in that. I ask for Amen. the weirdest things and get it all the time. I was like, I I have no problem with seeing something and be like, yo. I to this day, when I'm talking to people, I ask them like, like if I'm if I'm intrigued by somebody, what do you do for a living? If you don't mind me asking, do you love your job? How much you make doing this job? Do you think you would get me in? Do you think that's something for me? Do you like, I, I go in I, or even okay. it's from that all the way down to me being at uh, Chipotle. Can I get some more meat? Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> can I get some more meat on that taco? Like y'all, y'all, y'all skipping all me. Can, can I get some more? No. Can I get some extra sauces? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I, I'm, I'm, I have no shame in asking for anything. And I was talking about that on my, on the internet. I'm like, I ask for everything. The worst they can okay. say is no. And then okay. uh, I was telling Tiff about that, and then she read it, and she was like, oh, my gosh, here go wow. Instant Millionaire B again. I'm like, look. <laughs> but you know what's so funny about that? How this guy could not ask, standing in front of a millionaire for $25,000, 
but he barely gets to the house and the millionaire asks him for $10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wait, no, after yes. pulling out that big wad of money. Yes. After pulling it out. But I also thought it was cool, too, about knowing your worth and yes. how the millionaire gave an example of, I was looking for somebody to be a manager. Yes. And I had an idea in my mind what I wanted to pay them, $100,000. That's what I felt that job was worth. So he goes to his top person, asks him, come in. I want you to be the manager. How much do you want to get paid? Dude says $70,000. No more than $70,000. Yeah, he was like, no, he said no less than $70,000. And the millionaire took that was like, well, dang, I don't even know if I want to hire this dude anymore because I need somebody who thinks they right. worth more than what I am, you know, wanting to pay. So I think that knowing your worth is also very important because if you know your worth, I feel like nothing is impossible for you to be able to do. That part of the book honestly made me emotional because I remember my mom probably when I was growing up made probably no more than 35000 a year, mm-hmm. right? And I remember the first time I got, when I got promoted to assistant manager at Home Depot, and in my mind, if I was like, if I could just make 40000 like I'm, I'm a success because I've eclipsed what my mom mm-hmm. has made. You know what I mean? And I remember going to her when they first gave me uh, my offer. And she was so proud of me and was just like, that's more money than I've ever made. And, you know, what I'm saying like, take it, like, take that money. You know what I mean? And I remember my uncle saying like the exact opposite. He was like that's not enough for the job you're going to be doing. <laughs> and in my mind, I couldn't get out of the space of, but my mama only made this amount of that's money the limit. and I'm making more than my mama would make. So like I'm successful. Like I'm that, like I've made it, like I've accomplished her dream for me, which was to do better than, than what she did. And I could not wrap my mind around the idea that I was worth more money and I should go back to the table and be like, nah, this is not enough. You know what I mean? And so when we got to that place in the book, it made me ask myself, like, man, like, even with a PhD, mm-hmm. am I still undervaluing myself because I haven't even accepted in my own head that, hey, bro, like, you you, you dope like that. You know what I mean? Like and you're you, valuable. Exactly. So that, that, that part really, like, like, I had to really stop. And meditate mm-hmm. on that part when I got to it in the book. That's to me, for me, because with my party stuff, I'm always like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this because I really don't feel like nobody's going to want to pay what I think I'm worth. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, I'd be like, this stuff is expensive. Like, I wouldn't pay nobody to do this. So why do I think somebody's going to want to pay the amount that something is clearly time consuming, very much worth every dime I say it's worth. You know what I'm saying? So that was the struggle. That's been my struggle. So that's why that part in the book was like, okay. I, I had to experience that sitting across the table from somebody. I'm about to determine my worth. I say I charge $100 per hour. <laughs> it got quiet just like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for me to blink and I was waiting for him to blink. And then he said, okay. He, You're like, dang it, I should have went higher. <laughs> I mean, it was a tough moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's when you find it out, wow, what am I worth? Because that, yeah. that's a tough call. C- can I add to, to that? Go ahead. So, so, you know, I think the elephant in the room for me in this part of the conversation is my race. You know what I mean? And this, 
it's this idea that it's not just this idea that I'm black and I may not be worth that. It's this idea of if I overvalue myself as a black man and lose this opportunity, I may never never get it back again. And 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 then I'm gonna be look I'm then I'm gonna be the fool who had an opportunity and lost it because I overvalued myself. I never I never it took until I became got in my thirties where I I realized that I can say no to an opportunity because it wasn't giving me what I was worth and there would be another opportunity because I had been conditioned that as a black man you only get one and if you don't take advantage of that one. It may not be another, and and you'll be just any other person out here doing it. And that that part too was was one of the things that I had to deal with. So I I feel you on that. Like a hundred dollars, in my mind, I'd have been like, is this person, especially if the person was white, I'd have been like, they were. Are they gonna be willing to pay me as a black man a hundred dollars? But see, back to this, back to the same question: What do you believe about you? Because for me. That's the most valuable lesson. Just like Lawrence was saying earlier, wealth is about more than money. money. And if you don't start with understanding who you are and what you bring to the table, are you willing? Because you know what thing that I love about the, the Muhammad Ali's of the world? I, I really do love and I have a respect for Muhammad Ali because he was one of the people in history that truly stood for what he believed. When he said he was the greatest, he believed every bit of that. And so based upon what he believed, he lived his life. So you know what? Let's say you give that value. And the person said, no, uh, all I'm, I, I'll give you 50. So that's, that's half of that. So now you're saying you're worth $100 an hour. And they're saying you're half that. What are you going to do? You need to get up with your full of your black confident strong black man self and get up and walk out the room because if god is our source he has to be our resource and the feeling of, of that i'm even getting thinking about you having the strength you to get up to and walk out and do that i know you gotta feed your family i know all, i know you gotta do all that <laughs> hey that's real. With, what do you draw the line? Like what your wife gonna say? Like that's that's real talk. The reality of the situation. Real, but what's gonna be realer? Hey, it was crazy. Uh, I've been saying. I've been in I've been in situations that every time I devalue myself because I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. They be like, "What you think is worth?" I'm like, "Oh, this is six figures, but." I'm gonna just say eighty thousand. Just see, like you know what I'm saying. It's like test it's the like, waters. I'm gonna just see eighty thousand, and they be like, "Cool." You be like, "Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's why you never oh, start off low. You you can always start off what you feel but that I'm you're just, worth, and then they can counter, and nah, then y'all can talk saying, about like, it. You don't want that shut down. Like what? A hundred thousand? Like nah, I'm, nah. I'm gonna give you like. I'm gonna get somebody else. Like you, you already know you're in competition. But the with point other is, if what are I you? I get it. I'm saying read that. Got a car note. I got you. I got you. I'm saying, but like prior to reading it, I was just yeah, like, you got to pass a few tests. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because because it's gonna come at you. It's gonna come at you for real. So you yeah, because at what point when are you gonna up? take a stand and stay firm to what you believe and who you are and your worth? And, but on the opposite, something got to give. Uh-huh. But on the opposite end, sometimes. Like when you say you want something and then you get it and then you feel like it's not enough, 
is that a selfish feeling? I mean, like, because I feel like I always said I wanted to make a certain amount. If I get there, I'm good. And is I get I got to the amount to where I never think I'd get to it. And I'm like, this ain't what I thought I was going to be. I, I thought my worth was different coming out of junior college, going to play in Texas. Mm -hmm. We won the national championship. I thought I was the best defensive back in the country. When I got to TCU, the game was so much faster, and I realized I wasn't as good as I thought it was, value-wise. Mm -hmm. I well, mean, I, I, I learned to play there, but value-wise, I was like, this is... So I'm that's a new level, Brendan. That's a new level. At when you when you plateau on one level, then when you go to the next level, it's just like going from level junior up. high school from or middle school from sixth grade to eighth grade. In eighth grade, you the man, you the man. But when you start at ninth grade, back you're to the freshman. bottom. But but it's so, so on a bigger uh, stage. So it's nothing wrong with me saying like I'm blessed to have what I got, but this. This I don't see myself this. No, why would no? Because okay. I think I think I that think goes, there are new, that go to the mindset I think that there's the new levels. About, huh? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Damn, I'm living every myself. way, <laughs> every day. Okay. All right, I feel good. I'm now. gonna I get better always, and better. All right, all right. Not, I'm just saying, like I always feel, I always feel self. Cause I always. How can you be better if you just stay? No, look, no. What I'm saying same. is, I, 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 all right. Me personally, I always feel like I'm somebody. I always feel special. I always feel like no. I'm just saying, like I always feel. I always feel. Special. You don't have to tell nobody that. We all know. Greater than me, or like the people around me made me feel like that. But I always feel like I'm somebody, and I'm gonna be somebody. And the, with me being me, I need to get here. I get here, and I'm like, this ain't. I need more than this. Like it's affording me all the things I want, but this ain't. I need more. Well, but I'm then fortunate. I feel, I feel selfish because I'm like, I see people around me that don't have what I had. And here I am saying like, I need to get more than this. But reading that book now, it's mm -hmm. like, it's okay to think like that. Absolutely. And knowing your mom and your dad, mm -hmm. I mean, your mom was one of the most, wow. I mean, go-getter is, is, not, is not even a, a word for her. She was, a, a, what do you call the word? Uh Okay, can't think of it right now. But I'm just saying, I see your mom in you, and I see and I see your dad. He's very much so, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Ab, 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 absolutely. As, yeah. Actually, in I see your mom and your dad and Danny. I see your mom and your dad in Nicole. You guys have this this drive that, regardless as to, I'm not just gonna take what life deals me. I'm gonna take what I'm supposed to have. And I believe that when you are fulfilled, because even the millionaire, he got to a place where he was fulfilled as far as Family, material things. And, and that which continued to fulfill him was to pour into impart into others that which he had been given to his dying day. And he died Literally. even in peace. Now, see, now, now that I'm speaking to, to you, um, I feel like that's why I came up. Because lately I've been telling them, and I told you too when, on, on a big breakfast that, Maybe I need to focus on other things. I mean, it's, it's, it's never really been about money, but money can afford you the things that you feel you need to do. But money is not the big thing. And I feel like I'm feeling selfish about myself. I need to just take my focus off of that and focus on things that are more important. And that comes with family, like family. No, I say I'm going to focus on me this year. And focusing on me is going to trinkle down to my family. So, what I want, I, I, one of the things like me kicking it with this dude, 
Mr. PhD over here, he used big words. He sounds smart. I do not use big words. <laughs> well, we hope you do, Mr. No, he PhD. do, though. He do, like, he do in an inspiring way. Like, it inspires me the way he talks. And I, and in a way, everybody that I talk to that I'm inspired by, one of the things like this, I ask them, like, how, like, how do you know the knowledge of the things you do? Like, anything I shoot out, they know something about something that I didn't know. And I always ask them, like, how do you know? And they said, man, I just read books. Read. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it. Like, I just, they, they, every time I talk read. to them, they'll be like, I just read a book. We were talking about it. I read up on it, and I just know from reading. So that inspired me last year to read. Mm-hmm. So then I read, like, nine books last year. Whoa. And then, uh, and then like, I was like, I want to cut out TV. I want to be a better parent, be a better friend, be in everything. So that been my main focus since last year because I feel selfish about me wanting more. You sound like a genius. I, 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 I think Damien has, is pointing you in the right direction. You no, know, he had me reading uh, Ecclesiastics. That's what I'm saying. You, this, this, pers- this pursuit, this is uh, nothing uh, new under the sun. You yeah. absolutely, but but you you you're in this situation where you're being wooed by God and you don't even know it because He's not just coming straight at you through the door. Oh, you got to get set. He is taking the time to woo you because the bottom line, and this is for me as a believer, uh, when I see I saw rainbows as it's been raining and I've seen rainbows, and the first thing that comes in my mind is like, wow. I don't know why people don't don't believe in God. Even when I look back over my life, what is your foundation? If you don't understand your foundational beliefs, you can get all the success that you want in life. And Jim Carrey, quoting him, says, is not what everybody thinks it is. Because there is an emptiness that this void that can only be filled when the creature meets the creator. And I think that's when you truly fulfill who it is you were called and destined and predestined to be. So uh, I, I think you're on your way, Brandon. Hey, look, what's crazy? I was telling, I was telling them, I was like, man, um, this this newspaper article right here. See, let me let me let me let me, let me hand this up. Oh yeah, y'all. they're not in Vallejo have, no have more. Have y'all 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 haven't seen that? We made the Times Herald. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah. Hey. Wow. Hey. hey, Uncle. Hey. I think I read it. So hey, look. Hey, I look. didn't. I always said we're Vallejo's number one podcast. All right. And we got the front page of Vallejo Times Herald. Uh, A and E source A- Times Herald. Ex Vallejo Trio. I've been, I've, been say, I've been saying that from day one. We the Vallejo's number one podcast. And you, you know, you know what? That that right there made me. And they reached out to us. They gave they gave us a two hour interview. Gave us a bunch of pictures, a bunch of everything, and it made me. After reading this book, I said I'm limiting myself to Vallejo's number one podcast. I need to be the world's number one podcast. Okay. So okay. I'm speaking that into existence no okay. more because we bigger than Vallejo. Even though we represent Vallejo to the fullest, we bigger than Vallejo. I read this somewhere else uh, already too. Probably online. Well, it okay. was. Well, it was on. Okay. It was in Woodland. It was Vacaville, in Vacaville, Vallejo. Okay. 
Okay. And online. And online. Okay. The well, X the capital said, of California, Valero. Don't despise my small <laughs> beginnings. We yeah, began yeah. somewhere, but where it's going to take you? Yeah, that's what hey. I said. So exactly. I, it, just, it just made me think like. Well, I'm, that's kind of like the same thing you can apply to your life. The same energy you're putting into this podcast and where you want to level up to. Mm-hmm. Like, don't feel that you have to stop at a certain point in your life because you feel like nah, you've you've reached the goals that you set forth now you just got to set bigger goals like you're setting for the podcast but set bigger goals for your life mm-hmm. yeah i got i got bigger goals that i'm gonna set and i'm gonna write and like i said i just feel so selfish because i reach where i want to get and i'm like i want more and i just feel weird to me to even like i used to always tell tip like i just feel like that's not cool to have that feeling when people around me don't have what I'm having. They like, man, you bless, you this, you that. Man, I man, I wish I had something like this. And here I am wanting to level mm-hmm. up even more. So I was like, I need to But like bring you said, it it's down. not just all about monetary. It's not it's not monetary, but I'm just saying though, like To whom what, what, much what? is given, much is required. So the fact that you have this favor on your life, because don't it's not just you. There is a favor that's on your life. Larcel has it. My kids have it. It's a favor. But to whom much is given, much is required. So it's not about what you're given. What are you doing with what you're given? That's the issue. The book of Romans 12, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be changed by the renewing of your mind. See, I want to do that, too. See, when you get your... I want to be able to quote. Like, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I think that's dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to have... To talk about something and be like, so what it's saying? Acts 3 is. (laughs) I just want to do that. When when, when you get your mind renewed and you live outside the box, when 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 you're inside the box, you're thinking you just go to the ceiling or can go here or there. But when you get outside the box, man, it's a totally different world out there. Possibilities are endless. That's where God lives outside the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He we try to put him in a box, but he just ooze out of there. When you living outside the box, people wanna put you down though. Cause you're not doing the norm. Yes. Man, when you outside the bo- doing homeschooling, yeah. that's outside the box. People say our kids gonna be <laughs> toe up inside. Be weird. Be weird. <laughs> but living out the boxes. Socially illiterate. Yeah. Let me just say one other thing. And you kind of hitting it, not being selfish to yourself. Uh, Proverbs said, a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. First of all, you got to stop and say, am I a wise man? Mm-hmm. You got to figure that. And being wise is just seeing life the way God sees it. Uh, not the way Lawrence sees it, but seeing it through his eyes. But just think, you leave an inheritance not just to your children, but to their children and their children. Man, it's powerful when I, you start breaking that scripture down. It's, it's, it's interesting. We'll talk about it one day. But you said you want to hit back on that accounting something. Oh, yeah, because, and, and so I, I'm sure that, that you are gifted in what you do, right, in terms of, of whatever an, an accountant's job is, right? I don't do it no more. I'm a financial advisor now, but but what I was going to say was I think your gift is in your relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Just just in a little bit of time I've had to interact with you. I think you have a real gift when it comes to being able to meet people, greet them, get to know them, have a, a positive effect on them. Every story that you've told, you've gotten to where you've gotten based on your relationships with people. People have 
something about you has made people look at you and want to pour into you and give you opportunities that were. So when, when, when we were talking about gifts and talents and B was asking his question, I was saying, thinking to myself, well, your gift is working with people. Accounting just became the vehicle for which you were able yeah. to, to, to practice your gift there. You know what I mean? You're hitting it. And so I think, I think it is possible for people to, be like, man, I really don't have no skills in this particular area, and I've had to work to gain skills in those areas, but I'm only there because this area allows me to really blossom my gifts. And and, and that's where I was going to push back a little bit. Uh, you, you know, it's crazy. It um, yes. You hit it. It's funny you said that because I recognize that as a youngster. Yeah, dog. you always like, tell that story. Yeah, like, like I, I always, like, everything you just said, like, I always admired that like and i asked him how can i be like you like you know what i mean i remember like i remember that conversation like it was yesterday and then um uncle told me he was like <laughs> what you say <laughs> I, said, I, said, I was like um how, like i was dead serious like how can i be like you wow and then he was like well you know you know what do you mean i was like man like i, I explained it like everybody love you and i want to like i want to know how can i be like that and he was like just watch me he was like at the end of the day just watch how i move take the good that you like and just try it he was like don't be afraid to try whatever you see in me when i walk in the room and i shake hands smile at people make them laugh try it do that and to this day like i think i picked up you know what i'm saying five percent of what uncle got because i I, the same I feel like the same feeling that uncle give to people I feel like that me trying to emulate him and do what he do I caught it wow your actions speak so loudly I can hardly hear a word you say that's what I'm saying just watch somebody that's yeah. a beautiful compliment I think that's the highest compliment another human being wow. can actually receive is for somebody to view you and to ask that question I just believe that that that's that's beautiful. Yeah, I say that all the time. Wow. And, and then um, another thing after reading this book, like people will ask me like, how you got what you got? And then like they compliment me and I downgrade myself. Like, dude, I'm not a smart you dude. You both do that a lot. Like, like, yeah, and I was don't, like, don't throw me in. The, you let, be let, downgrading <laughs> your PhD like it's nothing. Yeah, okay, yeah, but, I, but I, I have a reason big, why I saying, do that. No, like, you do that. He I, does that. I'll let him like, talk, and then I'll say no. Like, say. I'm, okay. like going forward, like, like I, I started asking myself after like listening and reading this book, like, why do I degrade myself when somebody's Bigging you up. Bigging me up or like saying that I'm blessed or something. Like, why do I got to make it seem like. Why do you have to dim your light? Yeah, like dim my light instead of saying thank you or just tell them how I got to what I got to and the tools that I use to get to what I got. And, and blessing them with my gifts of what I feel I did to get where I need to go. Instant millionaire being. Yeah, so I was like going forward. Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to stop saying. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying You got to pay it forward. Yeah, I'm going to stop saying like, blood, I'm not a smart dude. Like, I'm, I'm I, I hate reading. I hate doing this. And and another. Go to the negative. Yeah, like I, I instantly go to the negative when somebody compliment me about. Why is it so hard for people to receive compliments? I don't know, but I'm going to start receiving them. I'm going to start bringing them in. Like You know what? I, that's a question I ask myself often but when it comes to the phd here's here's what i would say 
and 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 I I've been putting some thought into this. It was just easy. I was told that it was going to be hard and it was easy. So for me, for you. Right. <laughs> so for me, because it was easy, I downgraded it. Not even realizing that maybe it was so easy because my purpose is so tied to my PhD that God made it easy for me. You know what I mean? So the barriers and the obstacles that, that others might have to go through in order to get it right. He, he removed those from my path. And so it was just a straight shot for me. And I'm looking around like, why is everybody tripping? Like all you got to do is it. So again, as I think more about it and with more maturity, I'm beginning to understand a lot better that it wasn't easy as much as it was just barriers were removed from my path because he knew that I needed to get it. And that, and that was the only reason why, like I'm, I'm beginning to really get, especially when the more I work with young people and they say things to me, like, I don't know anybody like you, you know what I mean? And, and, and you, and you begin to understand like, okay, this is not, this is not normal as it relates to the current day and age that we live in. You know what I mean? But yeah, the, the, the easiness of it, really just kind of threw me off yeah but that's but like i said easy for you might be completely different difficult for one and one may not even think it's attainable well going to school he's seen how difficult it was for people right but that's my that's why (laughs) what i'm saying to you is basically you downplay your life because you don't want i don't know why you do it i don't and you downgrade your you downgrade. <laughs> you da- you guys are both downgrading your work. I can I can relate to what he's saying. He got his PhD easy. I feel like the path that I went, it was easy for me to get what I wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Because I seen it, and I'm like, just what I need to do. And once somebody gave me the blueprint and the route, and if I see it could work for me, like that's it. I'm taking that route, and I'm going. And it's I see when I'm gonna get it. I see when it's gonna come through, and it's just. One, two, three. So when somebody like, how you get it? I'm like, blood, I'm not a smart dude. Like, it's easy. You can do it too. Like, like you I way smarter say, than me. I was going to say that's the other part of it. Is like, you way smarter But than you me. are like, a smart guy. I'm hey, just saying, so, so sound like Thank what you, you need. Disney. Like, you're smart. Yeah. You do use big words. And that's fine. I don't. I you don't. definitely <laughs> use. I listen, used, though. You don't want to. I haven't used no, a big word today. Check it. The, but listen, though. <laughs> how many times have you heard Brandon say, because of your vocabulary, it makes him want to step up his game? He be saying They may that. not be big as in spelled with a thousand <laughs> letters, but you use big words and different words. <laughs> Which has made him want to upgrade and level up how he speaks. Hey, that reminds There's nothing me. wrong with that. That reminds nothing. me we was coming back from Seattle and he used the word refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, I used that word. Did I use it right? <laughs> he was like, I used that word. Because <laughs> he didn't use a normal word. Like, you know, when you think of refreshing, what do you think? Sprite. Like, okay, that's me too. Look, look, look. I, I think I think uh, like refreshing relates to something. Refreshing. Drink, refreshing, drinking. <laughs> but he'll say something like, I had this refreshing conversation with this guy. I'll be like, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. You can use that like that? Like, like it just be bugging yeah. me out how he uses words. Yeah. It's not even okay. big sometimes. It's just That's how he not plays the them. amount of like, letters in the word. It's mm-hmm. just... Your vocabulary is a little bit above the rest. I, I, and that's it, made dope. Me, it made me want to try to use different words and read yeah. and do things. Hey, so Brandon, here, here's what I see for you. You don't need a blueprint. 
you need to go out there and create your own blueprint. Because you're saying, if it's a blueprint and it's easy, well, outside of the box, there's no blueprints. Uh-oh. So yeah. if, if you want to take yourself to somewhere higher, you got to blaze your own trail. Welcome Uh-oh. to Two Dudes and the Chick. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. No. All right. All right. Hey, I like that Welcome he had our that, show. All right. I, I like that he had that comeback because okay. I will. I will say, I feel like when we got into this podcast game, I feel you. We're we're getting advice from folks mm-hmm. in terms of things that they've done to become successful, but at the end of the day, when it all boils down to, it ain't no blueprint. There you go. Thank you, you. You gotta you gotta create your own. You got to curate. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I use that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to say it. So, yeah, so, no. <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> like, oh, I feel it. I feel it coming. I don't want to say it, but uh, you got to curate. You got to curate your own blueprint. You know what I mean? There may be some rules to how you do that or some some guidelines to how you do that, but but really it's just like you take it and make it your yeah. own. Hey, yeah. I feel I feel like we out the box right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm feeling oh, it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Shoot, I'm on I'm on radio podcast, honey. Hey, I want a different kind of radio. <laughs> I want to ask y'all that too. Like, you know, what I'm saying we talking about the book today, but this is y'all first time. Mm-hmm on the podcast like how has this experience been for y'all thus far as we having this conversation i it turned into a conversation that's all it is <laughs> it, it turned into i don't really it's a conversation right, right now you yeah. know and i think that's i always hear people on radio doing this and i say oh that must be tough it's just a conversation yeah well that's how it really started for yeah. us because <sighs> you know he lived right around the corner he used to come over here all the time and we would just be talking mm-hmm. and we always would have like great conversations. And then it was just like, why don't we just record it? Because mm-hmm. I always like to hear what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Cause just human nature for people to be nosy. Yeah. Let me, let me um, be a flyer on the wall in their conversation. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm actually a part of, I think it's going on three years now. I do a, a prayer call Monday through Friday and on Fridays, I lead it, and in in the beginning, it was a little it right. was a little eerie. So coming into this, I knew that it was going to be that. So it's and you know what, my maturity level now, I don't have as much. I'm not gonna say I don't always, but I don't have as much fear of a failure. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm 50 plus. I'm over that. I know who I am. You know mm. what? If I if I say something wrong on the on the podcast, you know, we'll just correct it and keep moving. Like, I don't have that kind of a peer pressure. Because I, I believe that adults suffer even more peer pressure than children. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over that uh, in my life. So things that I normally would fear, I kind of have a talk to myself about. And I realize that I can only be me and do me. That's the best that I can bring to this podcast and if that ain't good enough, well, that's all I People got. People don't like you for who you are. <laughs> Trick them. But um, <laughs> is that what it, that is that what the saying is? Yeah, yeah. People don't like you for who you are. Trick them. But um, having this podcast because like this podcast, like you got to be all three of us been real vulnerable about how we feel, who we are, what we stand by. I like that word. And vulnerable. That's a powerful word. Vulnerable. Yeah, that that came natural too. Ain't a big one, but you know, it just fit with the fit with the sentence. So um but yeah, with us being vulnerable, it kinda help you 
no, I think I think with wisdom and age, you get that. Yes. Not caring or not fearful to fail. And this kind of help out with a lot. Like you willing to take on what you feel you want to do, even though you want to fail because you put your own self out there. Yep. So if you put your own self out there and letting people judge you on what the things you say and comment, whether they agree with it or not, it kind of help you with your life, period. Like, I agree. Like you can put yourself on other different things outside of the podcast and not be scared to fail because you're willing to take the risk. I like that. I, I had, I was thinking about something you guys said earlier about me meeting people and everything. So, so I got a new boss lady and she saw me interaction with people. Then she pulled me to, to the side. She said, are you really real? Is that real what you do? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of shocked her and threw her off because yeah. I'm outside the norm. Yeah. And she was like, is that real? Are you faking? I'm like, that's just what I do when I meet people. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot too. Because with my personality, I feel like I am Lovely. genuinely a nice person and some people take my kind and like because you know if I see situation especially people are doing parties like what needs to be done let's go this needs to get cooked this needs to get clean okay let's go this this is how I move and some people take that as me she's just so fake she can't be that happy like no way she's that nice I get that all the time and Mm -hmm. I'm just like I mean I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm genuinely a happy person. Yeah, people think I be faking too, like this dude. Like, I don't know, he be kind of doing too much. He do it for the he do it for the lights, camera, action. I'm like, dog, this is me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really like, is. Love it or leave it. Like, there I really go. just don't care what you think. Like, I'm not gonna change me for being me because I've been me this long. So, you kick it with me, you already know what type of dude I'm being. Okay. When do the commercials come on? Uh, we add that in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They come in later. You got a commercial for us? I have one, but I'll... Some of y'all want to sell? No, no, no. No, I'm just playing. All right, y'all got anything on the book? Anything else? Well, I was telling the kids to bring down the book so we can give the information on it. So I guess I can just look it up. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm Mark Fisher's... For for a uh, uh, hundred and... 12 page book man we gave it It was an easy read we gave it some love man it was yeah we gave it some love yeah how long we been on for two hours uh getting close to two hours hey um what i want to know is how y'all meet talk about that wait hold on hold on on. so so we doing part two is what you're trying to get into yeah yeah he's trying to start a whole new podcast (laughs) okay so the book we were just talking about is the instant millionaire by mark fisher it's a super easy read. I recommend everybody read yeah, it. Yeah, everybody got to go read it's it. You like, can even get it on audio. Yeah, it's like something to keep and reread again, like how yeah. y'all revisit it. Like, it's some good stuff I happening. I want to reread it. Uh, huh. Is it okay? I want to read. So, uh, Rachel and her husband, uh, Hankins, were uh, inspired. Even though they didn't come to the big breakfast, I'd send out the read to them. And so... They actually got the book and they finished it in record time. Shout out to and the Rankins. Shout out to the Hankins. I was just telling him how like I went over y'all house and she was over there. I'm like, 
What no, she came to the Big Breakfast yeah, last year. Was that was last that? year? What y'all doing at my auntie? Now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's some people. It's, it's Anybody so, can get invited you know, to the Big saying, Breakfast. It was just so random, though, that yeah, somebody and unexpected. I went to high school with is at my auntie house kicking it, and I come over there and they there. I'm like, wait, hold on. I invited her because I was at one of the kids' birthdays party, and she was here, and that's how we. It I was probably them. Bella's. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Bella's birthday party, yeah. and she homeschooled, yeah, and we got does. to talking about homeschooling and stuff, and so, you know, we just just instantly... Nah, it just threw me off, though. I, I got just, you. I was just telling you, Joma, about that. You know, we showing the love, and she put this, she said, hey, Auntie Gloria, I have to study for an exam, so she was not going to be here for the original book discussion, so we were going right. to postpone it. And so uh, she said, but these are our takeaways. Mm. She said... Get a financial mentor. Hello. Renew our mind through reading financial books that replace our poverty mentality mindset and declare the word over ourselves and family daily. Surround ourselves with others who are on the same path of building wealth and being generous. And she says, in response to these takeaways, we have hired a financial coach through Dave Ramsey. We have monthly meetings with him and can call, text, or email him through the month for coaching. He went through our entire budget and made some awesome changes we wouldn't have made on our own. We have outlined our goals and are working hard on them. We have already paid off three debts. We have read another financial book called The Millionaire Next Door and established our daily declarations, which are really renewing our minds. We are planning to join or teach the next financial peace class at our church, it says, and build community around us. Thank you so much for including us in Hello. on the read. That's dope. Oh, man. I know. I was like, Gee, wow. They went to a whole nother level. <laughs> hey, we behind. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. No, hey, we don't want them to come to the book. They went to another level in the Dang. first 60 days up. of the year. That's man. what I said. I was like, wow. Okay. But that's did, you, did you ask them why they didn't hire us? Since they hiring you know financial what? advisors, I don't even know if she knows what he did. Yeah, like I said, uh, they're covered. not in the family. Oh, uh, okay, right. So, I'm like, y'all went outside the family. You right. know, I'm about to hit up up. But that's and, cool and, too, and though. That's good. However, you get it done. Yeah. You get that's, it. Yeah, that's the one yeah, thing for us. How, cool. However, however Man. you get it done, it's but, all good. Uh, hey, that's good. that's huge. That and, is. Yeah, our declaration. I didn't think about getting a financial advisor, and he in the family. Hey. Man, come on now. I never thought about it either until she wrote it. that text. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> right. right. Let's have some side conversations. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Wow. Hello. Yes. Awesome. So I think we're going to be elevated to the next level because 2019, we you plan have on to being be debt like free. she said, when you surround hey. yourself with people who are of the same mindset, yes. you can't do nothing but level up. Like, hey, I like you that. can't. And you know, another crazy thing I was thinking, I was like, I told myself by the end of this year, I want to have this amount in uh, my account, mm-hmm. but it's just something I knew that I can reach. But I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I can go way higher than that. It's like, stop playing. Now I need to yeah, lift I did that, that up a little well. higher. Got to level up. <laughs> yeah. level up. I was like, I did something where I know I can attain and just like. No, no, I'm like playing it safe. If I could, yeah. why am I playing it safe when I can go more? I I set a I set a goal 
like I said, I want to be debt free by the end of the year, absent my student loans in my house. Okay. Uh, and then I said, I want to put a certain amount in the bank. And I said it real high. I said it so high where I was like, God is going to have to materialize <laughs> something. Move mountains. <laughs> right. Because I was like, on my current salary, there's no way I would have to starve in order to get this amount of money. So I said, he's going to have to drop uh, something something amazing in my life to where I'm going to be able to, to make this money. Now, I'll tell you this. I, I wasn't even going to say this, but I, I was speaking into existence since we on the mic. I got word last week just kind of joking around like, hey, man, like <clears throat> I need like I need a new new job. And I got word that is like three universities within the area that is all hiring for the position that that I'm working in, hey. in Arizona. Right. So I'm filling out my applications and I'm just telling folks, I'm like, look, I'm like this i'm like these jobs it's it's in a year you might get one of the universities to have a job mm. and and in my profession universities put out jobs in the fall so they put out jobs in september to hire for the next september mm-hmm. so for them all to have put out a job within the last two weeks right because you don't put out jobs this time of year to start in september i said i said this this might be part of that path to get me to that goal but then I had to take a step back right because I realized that I was putting myself I was I was creating my Mm. own plan right and I said well what if you don't get those jobs you know what what if God is just showing you this door but this ain't the door he wants Mm -hmm. you to walk through what you gonna do then you know what I mean and so I had to take a step back and I had to really really kind of check myself and, and really just kind of say, you know what, um, as my mama would always say, not my will, but let thy will be done in terms of like, it would be great to be able to work at Sac State right up the street, alma mater, you know what I mean? Like, but that may not be the plan. He might just be showing me that to say, this is a possibility, but I got something and he might take me in a whole different direction. I think, that's what the the instant millionaire really kind of kind of gave me as well. It's like you set up these things for yourself, but don't limit yourself in terms of where you might go and what you might do. And so, you know, what I mean, I, I appreciate B saying you got that. I got that same thing. B, we gonna I'm telling you, we gonna both have some money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up. Hey, come on, Noko. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Great being a financial advisor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you say the biggest mistake is people make? Lack of education. Uh, when it lack comes of to their money. Lack of knowledge. You know, I I see we all do the same thing that kind of what we've seen our parents do a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, I and I talk to I talk about five different people per day. And a lot of a lot of people just don't have understanding or knowledge of the financial world, which goes deeper than that. I mean, it has an impact on your marriage. Yeah. You know, and sometimes nobody teach you how to be married or teach you how to bring two corporations together, husband and wife sometime, and, and that, that can be a tough thing. So I would say the biggest thing is just having more knowledge. Like, uh, 
like what we did for our kid, our, our like one of my kids, uh, all of them. We told them say, put your money into a Roth. You know because there's IRA, traditional IRA versus a Roth IRA. Look, by the time you get fifty, you're gonna have this pot of tax-free income. Nobody tells people about that. And you know, there's a lot of things that we're missing, especially in the black community and the white community too. Uh, I think if we had ways of getting information and making it easier for people to understand, it'll make a big difference. Yeah, and and I I'm gonna ditto that like Roth. I'm like, well, what's a Roth? And I found out what it, what that is. But I also want to say I think if I could go over and do some things differently, when you're young. I believe that you should get some type of permanent insurance. I don't care if it's not a large amount because when you have your health and you buy insurance policy, the cost is so cheap. The older you get, mm, the more it, it costs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when you're young and you're used to paying that, it doesn't matter. You know, God forbid that you die early, but it's one of those things that nobody will have to pass the hat around for your funeral, mm -hmm. that type of thing. And then there is some kind of money left over. Even if it's just $50,000, you got that. I don't care if you live to 90, mm -hmm. you have that and you can afford it. But when your health begins to fail, what it costs you to get insurance, that was, mm -hmm. that's one thing I wish that we would have done younger yeah, but mm -hmm. that's something we can pass on yeah. now while you're yeah. young get insurance while it's yeah, cheap I feel, like, I feel like when i die my kids should benefit from my death yeah think about this we we, we got apple we got apples all around here why don't we own a lot why don't do we own it no and and that that's a problem we send stuff through amazon like i bought from one of my clients some shares of amazon we bought it for 200 dollars per share she said that's expensive oh no way after she calmed down <laughs> we bought some today is at 1700 dollars per share oh my god I, i'm i'm just saying man all this stuff that's around us i mean we don't buy it we 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 we're uh consumers but we're not owners yes and, and, and that's another podcast, and I really do. I, so I have a book for us. It's called The Century of Self, and it's by uh, Sigmund Freud's nephew, and it actually talks about the psychology uh, of economics. Basically, we were changed from being producers to consumers because even back in my grandparents' day, it was cash and carry. If you couldn't afford it, you just didn't get it. But that whole mindset about getting what you want when you really can't afford it, call that plastic thing called a credit <laughs> card, it has indebted our minds and enslaved us. The, the slave, the, the, the borrower is enslaved to the lender. It's just no way around that. And that is the one thing I do not want to pass on to my children's children. To, you you got to learn how to live within your means. Even in the instant millionaire, he said within six years, he gave a reasonable time frame. We want everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. And this society tells us that we can have it. But Lawrence, what's and the song? It's free it's, money, but you but gotta, you gotta pay. pay. <laughs> That's it's called interest. And, right. and, and you know what? Debt is not bad. It's not 
bad in my life and in your life, but the misuse of it is yeah. when it gets bad. You know what? We're going to go all the way back to 95, the instant millionaire. We had a group called I Am Unlimited. It was about, it was an investment partnership. We had 12 couples. We all came from the same church. And it was a beautiful thing. We, we, we knew each other. We thought we did. And it was a great experience. But when we put money on the table to start investing, our relationship got challenged. And it was challenged in a good way. And, and some of it was we were just immature. This 20 years ago, huh? I'm going to say it was challenged in a truthful in way. In a truthful way. But we learned stuff. Some people <laughs> learned how to invest out of it. If we could have stayed together, we, we could have been buying more real estate together, more investments together. But I don't know if we were totally ready for it. We were way ahead of the curve, what we were doing. And, um, you know, it was a good experience, but we didn't carry it all the way out to the end. However, that wisdom and that knowledge gained from that is what we're using now because what's, a, what, what's about to happen now? Yeah, we're we going to be creating jobs. Not that we just want money for ourselves. We're about to create an economy. Man. When she, yeah. when she sold that on me that we're going to be creating jobs, I, it, it made my mind oh, have to expand. Thank you. Black Wall Street is real. We're so, going to refresh. We're going to hit the refresh we, we, button. We're going to come back to the <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back to the table for all of us. We'll be back. So. We just, we're just laying the blueprint. And hey, we're going to have to. Uh, yes. Yeah. We're going to have to bring them back. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to learn about that. We creating jobs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a whole army of young men right now that need jobs. You, you know go. what I'm saying? They calling me on a day to day basis. So. If we creating an economy, that's what I'm talking about. Man. And these and, and and the crazy thing is, I be looking at these young men. That's all they need. Yeah, you know, they just need the opportunity and the education to mm -hmm. tell them how to manage it. Mm -hmm. uh, it it you know we won't. I don't know. We might get into it, but B sent me something the other day. What was it? Selling to the three keys to selling to. The Negro, oh, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and it and it was it was it was it was, it was seen that applied today. Okay. Yeah, it was just like basically it was a video that um showed white people how to sell to black people, and it was mm -hmm. called the three keys you need to sell. You seen that mm -mm. to All a right. Negro, and it was like compliment the Negro. He's not used to being complimented, and this was built. This was made in 1954. Compliment the Negro. He's not used to being complimented. You have to tell him that he looks good, that he looks fine, and just he's used to material things. He's he's going to tell you the brand that he's want, and you never never, never tell talk him, him out of never it. talk him out of it because if you talk him out of it, they're going to say what you don't think I can afford yeah. this. He says so when the Negro walks in there and says he want this brand, you give the Negro that brand. Like it was crazy. Wow. And it, it it was crazy because I was just thinking of as a kid and even now, like Come on. as black folks, we get down on each other if it ain't a certain name brand or if it don't cost a certain amount of money or if it ain't, you know what I mean? Like we glorify those things, not even realizing that like if I if I got a, a Apple or if I got the cheapest Metro phone, right? Like as long as it work, it shouldn't matter. It done. shouldn't matter. But I got a kid right now that's like. I got to pay my Apple bill every month. I shouldn't have never bought this phone, but now I owe Apple a thousand dollars for this phone. And I got to make that payment every month. And it's like, you ain't got a job. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so why you just didn't get that free phone, that prepaid phone, exactly until you got a job to be able to afford it? So That's when I thing. seen that video from from B, it just made me really think, like like you said, like the borrower is always a slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, it's crazy, man. I'm, I, That's I'm, proverbs. Hey, she ain't just making that up. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> our, kids, our kids gonna be free and you know it's crazy like me and tiff are like the most non-brandingest people you can meet like i'm we so far away from like we we get we it's not uncommon for us to have a name brand but we're not right. what they call label whores okay so and our kids are not that because like you know when i was growing up my mom was like i'm not buying you no jordans i'm not getting you this i'm not no like we're getting this you just look just as good so now that's just a mindset that i have like like i don't know if i want to pay like 100 and some of them shoes these these chucks is looking good too for 40 like i'll make it work oh, my kids <laughs> and, and that's my, how my kids are to this day like they don't care about because we never focused on like, labels we never made labels of focus it's like this look nice get it well, I don't know what happened in our family because Lawrence and I were like you and Tiff, but uh, our kids, oh, they wanted <laughs> it. And my limit was $50. I don't know what kind of Jordans you can get for 50 but uh, whatever, none. anything <laughs> over 50 they had to put with it. Yeah. And so that was your money. That, that, that was all I'm putting down is 50 bucks. And Auntie, so I had to make her buy, like, like sometimes, like, Tiff just, when it comes down to, time. like, all the time, like, she would not buy anything... If it ain't on sale, I don't yeah, feel comfortable buying it. Clearance, <laughs> if it ain't if it ain't on clearance with a seventy five percent sale, she, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it ain't on clearance with I a half off sale, she like buyers she like, I don't, And I just had seventy. Like we was at the mall one day, I had seventy dollars. I was like, look, I just want you to buy something for seventy dollars. Like that's it. Like minimum fifty, get it. And she that was it took so her hard so long to just buy something that. I was like, I just want you to just whatever you see for fifty dollars minimum, just buy it. And it was just super hard for her to okay, do. Okay, so you know what, B? So we we do have to have balance in life. And Tiffany, in my opinion, that's a that's a poverty mindset. I I, I understand in being frugal. I understand in, no, in using wisdom. No, because it was for no. Bella or somebody or my kids. To I that, will get it in a second. That's a, uh, or for him. Hi, my name is Tiffany. I have a poverty mindset. <laughs> it's just for me. I don't want to. It's just for me. I feel. I don't feel. You don't feel worthy. Like worthy. Uh-huh. worthy. Yeah, there you go. Worthy. It's the millionaire. Millionaire. Change your mind. I be feeling like. Do you know what I can do with this for the kids? Like I can just. You better get a lot of instant million B hype. This, man. that, or another. Like yeah. it's just for me. But that's just. What I do okay. in general, worthy. Always, I always put everybody before me. Okay, well then, that's that's not a balance. That's my whole. It point. is that's absolutely imbalanced. Okay, and All I'm right. working on it. It was really okay. hard for me, but I did buy something. Wow! But it was really hard for me. Okay, okay. that's a start. Okay, hello. Uh, B, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in. Be Mama G, so you can bring some of that over here. If she turning <laughs> it down, I'll take it. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, my man. Well, thank you guys so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, we appreciate y'all coming in. It was the Joining in on destruction, the tax deduction, okay. city spectre bill collector, more clothes in the man population out of here. Suicide, too many bills, hippie moving to the hills. People all over the world shouting in the war. Ooh. And, and the, the band, band played, played on. on. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, y'all see where I get it from. <laughs> that's, that's the man I wanted Great to be up. like. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Two dudes and a chick. And we out. Peace. We Bye. Out. We got one down, Lil' D. We did. We talked for two hours.